0: listening to Perry Noble's thoughts on leadership, vision, and creativity. You can find Perry online at perrynoble.com. Hello and welcome to the second edition of the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast Woo-hoo! here in December 2014. And we're going to jump right in today, also in today's topic, and it's this. What is the best thing a church can do for the community? The best thing a church can do for a community is
1: Is pray for Josh. We talked about this in the last podcast. Anyway, sorry. hashtag Um, Yeah, hashtag pray for Josh. Anyway, one of the things, the reason for this podcast is I hear people say all the time, "What is your church doing for the community?" And they talk about community service, and and then you'll see a bunch of people from a home group go pick out some pick up some trash or clean up a park. And I'm not saying any of that. Is unimportant I'm not saying that getting involved in schools is not important I'm not saying and in getting involved in the homeless um, ministries in your community is not important here's what I'm saying the most important thing a church can do for its community is church the most important thing a church can do for its community is church provide a great place for people to bring their families to on a Sunday. Provide a clean, safe, fun children's ministry. If you provide a children's ministry that's clean, safe, and fun, more children from the community are gonna come, learn about Jesus on their level, and they're more likely to follow Christ than they would have if they would have came to church and had a bad experience. Um, Have a great student ministry. Student ministry is huge. I've got... I've heard people say student ministry is dead. Student ministry is not dead if you'll fund it, resource it, and senior pastors, if you'll get out of the way, because I did student ministry when um, Carmen and—nothing against Carmen, he's my favorite Christian talker—but Carmen, Al Denson, and DC Talk had just broke on the scene. So I don't know anything about student ministry, and so we let our student ministry um, team do that. Provide a great Sunday service that connects with people and meets them where they are. Talk about marriage. Talk about relationships. Talk about financial struggles. Talk about emotional overwhelmment and anxiety and worry and fear and depression. Things that people really do deal with. Listen, that didn't go to seminary. That, that Nobody sat up this week trying to figure out the tulip. Um, no, nobody is going, okay, trichotomy, dichotomy of the spirit. I'm trying to get my mind wrapped around that. They're trying to figure out how to stay married and not kill their kids. And so you provide a great church service that engages people where they are. You're going to have a better community. Let me say it again. The best thing a church can do for its community
0: is church. Do great church. Um. Yeah, with that being said, Perry, that's the number one thing a church can do for its community, do great church. Is it possible, uh, as you mentioned, that the other things are not bad? But is it possible, or how is it possible for a church to lose focus on its primary responsibility to the community when it starts to serve in other ways? Well, you get outside pressure. So pastors—
1: One of the things that leaders are going to do, and this isn't just church leaders, this is business leaders or whatever, is as your church or your business or your organization grows, people are going to approach you and they have um, opportunities for you, which usually means they want um, money from you. Hey, I'd love to talk to you about an opportunity, which usually means get out your checkbook. But they're going to say, hey, your church is big or your business is big and you should be doing more of this and you should be doing more of that. And once again... I'm not arguing against community involvement. I'm not arguing against, hey, listen, if your church has a particular passion, like you know, feeding people or providing shelter for the homeless, those are great opportunities. But those ministries are being done by people. I mean, those things are happening. And it doesn't need to happen more? Yes. And should we be involved? Yes. As much as we can. But when it take, I feel like, and this is just me, when it takes our eyes off of doing a great Sunday service that provides that resource for our community, then we can lose, then it waters down, I believe, what Jesus has called us to do. One of the things we do is we're really involved in the schools in our community. We're really involved in the schools. And we believe in it, and we fund things, and we resource things, and we we do things like that. But the problem becomes, the church becomes so image conscience of we want to be seen in the community doing great things rather than being being known for talking about a great god a great savior and promoting life lives changed in the community because they came to a place and heard about jesus in a a
0: way they could understand that's good and so what you're saying is this is not an either or do great church or do community service right it's a both and absolutely absolutely Uh, so how can the church not lose focus on its primary mission but also be a player in regards to serving those particular needs in a community. I love what Andy Stanley said
1: years ago. He said um partner don't pioneer. When it comes to doing ministries in your community, partner, don't pioneer. Don't feel like you got to go out if there's a if there's a food bank in your community, don't start a food bank at your church just resource that food bank. Just just partner with them, because they're already doing it, and they already have the infrastructure and the ground, they've already done the groundwork, and so um, literally every year, um, we'll do, at most of our campuses, I know the, the broadcast campus, Anderson, we'll do, what, two or three food drives a year, mm-hmm. and the last food, I remember last year, we did a food drive that was so successful that we stocked every um, food bank in the community and had to go rent storage space to put some uh, put the rest of the food um and so i think that's a great idea but a lot of churches will be like oh we need to start a a food bank No, no 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 partner with the organizations that already do it oh we need to start a homeless shelter well i guarantee you there's a there's a place in your community that already has the infrastructure everything in place go partner with them rather than pioneering because at the end of the day um if god's called you to do a community service ministry, then get out of the church world and go do that community service ministry, if that's where your heart is. Yep. I, I keep coming back to, though, the, the best thing a church can
0: do for its community is have
1: a great church service on Sunday. So good.
0: Great church services mean that the church is healthy and it grows and there's more people to partner with all these things. I want to ask this question. So you mentioned food banks, uh, homeless shelters, there may be addiction places uh, in communities. Uh, But what about this? What if they have a doctrine, belief system, whatever, that doesn't exactly line up with your churches? Or maybe even, what if they're not even a Christian organization? I think if they're not a Christian organization, it's better. Um, because one of the things that
1: gets said about churches a lot is that church churches just want something from you. Churches just want something from you. So I think that if if they're not a Christian organization, like we've partnered um, several times with non-Christian organizations. I mean, every school we're partnered with, are, they're not Christian <laughs> schools. Um, the other thing is I think if they don't match up with you doctrinally, that probably means you should support them. I mean, one of the— I i cannot stand doctrinal walls so for example um i don't speak in tongues but if you speak in tongues and you lead a ministry that's getting it done hey we're gonna give you some money well hey here's a perfect example of this one of the ministries that i believe in that i believe um that we support and this isn't a community ministry this is a worldwide ministry but we support um and i fully believe if your church is looking for something great to support a21 yep um nick and christine kane and the work that they're doing um, all across the world now if you were to get me and christine at a table we've got act- christine and i've actually had this conversation doctrinally i feel like she's um more charismatic than i am but at the end of the day there's not a leader on the planet I would rather support financially than Christine Cain and A21. We, you know what she believes? She believes Jesus Christ is Lord. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He died on a cross, rose from the grave, and is coming back, and we agree on that, and everything else, I feel like it's an opportunity for, for me, honestly, as a leader, to learn from her. So while we, not, we might not agree, and I don't know, we, we may agree, but we might not agree on everything theologically. What Jesus is using Nick and Christine to do all over the world is amazing, and I want to partner with that.
0: Yep, That's good. Good reminder. Um, How about this? Obviously, if a church goes uh, off focus, it means the leader uh, of the church probably is off focus. Um, How can a leader know if the church or they themselves have really shifted focus from doing great church each week to the various ways they may be, you know, quote-unquote, serving the community? I think when a leader is more excited about the
1: opportunities to serve in the community rather than serving the community by doing a great church service, then it's time for that leader to maybe go do what God has called him or her to do and let someone else take over or lead the church. Because, once again, I'm not saying any of these things are bad ideas. I'm saying that the opportunities for churches to serve communities by doing great church—think about this. Think about this. With our church, um, I I can't tell you the number of marriages that have been restored. I can't tell you the number of um, drug addicts that are now drug-free. I can't tell you the number of teenagers that were going down the wrong road and started going down the right road. I can't tell you the number of— teenagers that never even considered the wrong road because they grew up in an environment where they learned about Jesus on their level. I can't even begin to describe to you the number of people, like we've had people that say that have told us, I had the suicide note written and they didn't take their life. Those are the things that impact the community. And the problem is that those things aren't as tangible as 17 people picked up trash for an hour. Once again, if you want to go pick up trash as a home group or whatever, man, pick up trash until your hands fall off. I'm just saying that pastors need to get past the idea of everything we do has to be tangible or it's not real. Mm -hmm. Um, Reality is, if you do great church, it impacts your community for the next 100, 150, 200. We're not talking about just community. We're talking about legacy in the community, and that's what it's impacting. That's good.
0: Well, let's say if you've got a leader or a church that realizes, hey, you know, we didn't mean to get off track, but we realize now we are off track. What's some good steps we could offer uh, to help them just start stepping back into what they've been called to do?
1: I think the the best place for a church to start is to completely reevaluate your Sunday service. And when you reevaluate it, reevaluate it through the eyes of a person who's never been to church, or maybe who has been to church and they're coming back to church. And think about the guest service experience, think about the children's ministry, think about when they walk in the auditorium. and one of the things that's really popular right now is to criticize churches that are doing that church oh well you know people are just um, consumers and the churches become consumer friendly. Yes yet yeah, Jesus was very consumer friendly. like that whole feeding of the 5000 which was really 20,000, I'm saying, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm pretty sure there were some bloggers calling him consumer-friendly at the time. But he he was like, hey, my number one concern is to care for the people that are right in front of me right now. Jesus modeled that and demonstrated it on a consistent basis. So as churches, we have a group of people that come to our church on Sunday, and the best way we can serve that community is make sure that those people know about Jesus on their level, and they're challenged to walk with him because... Here's the deal. If we challenge people to walk with Jesus, the change that needs to be brought about in their life will be brought about eventually. Um, I think as church leaders, so many times the reason we want to get involved in community service projects is because we see immediate results. I had this thought the other day. When the Israelites came out of um, Egypt, so the Israelites are coming out of Egypt and going into the Promised Land, I think they could have literally made that journey in 11 days. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think some people say three, some people say five. Um, Arie, who was our Messianic Jewish guide last time we were over there, said 11. So if Arie said it, that's what it is. Um, but they could have done it in 11 days. But God didn't take them to the border in 11 days. He took so much longer. He, In fact, He took them so far south to Mount Sinai and then hung out there and then brought them. And it's because He didn't want to bring them into a place where they had no knowledge of him they had no relationship with him they had no idea who he was they had no idea what he wanted so he took them to a place got he allowed them to know him to know his heart he gave them um, the law and then he brought them to the place where they could go in and as leaders we've got to be okay with sometimes the shortest road isn't always the best road we got to be okay with people engaging in the process and getting to where they need to be in God's time and not our time and in a church that's really serving the community sometimes that's difficult because we want to see things happen quicker than they're happening but if we will let God do what He wants to do in His time and make sure that our focus as church leaders is to provide the best Sunday experience possible, once again, I'm going to go back to it over and over again, that's the best way for a church to serve the community.
0: Man, that's really good. We're going to sign off for today, Perry. Uh, You've really answered the question well, what's the best thing a church can do for the community? Do great church. But before we do, anything for our listeners as we end 2014.
1: Yes, I've been involved in a debate now for the past four months, and I just want to put an end to it that I think there should be a 16-team playoff for the college football championship. Now, I've had people say that that's too many teams, but listen to my heart. I'm trying to extend the college football season. FCS does it every year. Every year. 16 teams. Can you imagine that? That would be the most exciting thing in sports. And so if I was not... A pastor, I would dedicate my life to making sure if I was the next president of the United States, that would be the first congressional act that I passed. Mary- and I would take away the targeting rule. That's
0: yeah, that's I'm, the worst. Anyway,
1: that you didn't ask for that as leaders, but I'm telling you, a 16-team playoff would make the world a better place. Better football, more football. Amen. Amen. And pray for okay. Josh because he's a Florida fan. Hashtag pray for Josh.
0: See you guys in 2015.